Hello! Now this may just be my loudest episode ever because my fan is blaring um, and also my phone's on charge so I can't even put my headphones in. Uh, And again I haven't set up my microphone so I hope you enjoy. Welcome back to the Two-Faced Podcast. Today's episode is sponsored by our good friends at nowhere. Um, not yet. Uh, <laughs> look, it's the 8th of the 8th. Uh, it, the Lionsgate portal's open. I was trying to manifest and then immediately was like, if I say a real brand name, I'm going to get sued. Uh, and if I say a fake brand name, then I'm manifesting something fake. So instead, I've just ruined it all and said that we're sponsored by no one. But we will be sponsored by someone. And that's the energy I'm putting out there. Hey, my name's Jess. This is the Two-Faced Podcast. Um, one of those faces, as you've seen, definitely believes in different um, portals brought about by where the stars are um, and that they help you manifest. So there's something we're learning about each other. Uh, and yeah, my name's Jess. I forget if I've said that or not. Um, <coughs> fun. So... What is going on? Um, still haven't found a regular rhythm, and this is probably the last time I'm going to bring that up because otherwise it's just going to become super tiresome. Um, what has been going on? I am in the Sunshine Coast, which is southeast Queensland, which has just come out of an eight-day lockdown because of the Delta variant, um, which is interesting. Um, something really weird happened. Let's talk about this. Let's get vulnerable. Um, something really weird happens to my brain when we go into lockdowns and I I promise you I'm not complaining we have been incredibly fortunate through this um pandemic however you know mentally stressful and scary parts of it have been um but I am also aware of the immense amount of privilege I have in you know living where I do and having um, the ability to set certain precautions that other parts of the world aren't able to. Um, but in the context of my life, um, something really weird happens whenever we go into lockdown, uh, which is like my brain runs on a minimum function rule. <laughs> so it's like it just shuts down to minimum capacity and it goes, okay, well, let's just focus on something to, like, pass the time. So it's, you know, it's TikToks, it's Netflix, it's sitting out on the balcony, just, like, reading a book. Nothing, you know, unhealthy or <laughs> any of that sort of thing. But it is really, like, it laser focuses in. And there is nothing else that I can consume, which is, you know, it would be a great time to knuckle down on maybe, like, hobbies or whatnot. But I feel like those take up like too many functions in my brain and it's weird but the other thing that my brain does is it immediately tells me that I'm sick um but doesn't give me symptoms to say that it just tells me that I'm sick um and then it convinces me that other people I know are sick um and it also convinces me that my current reality is like all that there is which so to explain I love to think about, you know, what might happen in my career, what might happen in my, like, 
just life adventure, like what might happen in my romantic relationships, what might happen with travel. Like, I love to think about those things, but whenever there's a lockdown, and I suppose you could argue ample time to think about those things, my brain's just like, no, you, I cannot let you think about a future which may or may not exist <laughs> because you're in lockdown now and my one job is to get you through the lockdown <sighs> so that's weird and it was in a really weird mental funk um and it's hard to explain because by the way <laughs> I'm aware that I've talked about hustle culture like saving my life and then I'm also aware that I'm like help me I'm obsessed with BTS these podcasts are not cries for help this is just you know just let the mental stream be a mental stream but it is odd because it's not that I know it it's not a depression and it's not anxiety that again that I'm conscious of it could be those things but just what it is or what it feels like to me is just numb like it's like the absence of any emotion which is weird and I'm gonna be honest it creeps me out like it really creeps me out it's just like an absence it's like my brain is like no you've got to get through this one thing and any additional functions to feeling extreme joy or like feeling sad are going to exhaust resources that we don't have right now shut it down and it's been really weird because I think a few of my friends knew that I was probably struggling with the news of the lockdown um as well not because of the lockdown but because I have a really hard time with people acting selfishly and I think as soon as there's a lockdown scenario you kind of see people that you might otherwise like have a lot of time for or a lot of care for acting selfishly and that it it yeah I have a really hard time processing that so I think a lot of my friends knew that I was not having the time of my life with this lockdown um as early as like one or two days in mind you um and I, yeah, had friends reaching out. And then the interesting thing is, and this is no, like, this is all credit to them. So no critique at all. But it's like, are you okay? Or how are you doing? And it's like, well, no, I'm not okay. But I also know that in the context of me saying, no, I'm not okay, that comes across as though I'm, like, in the opposite, right? And it becomes this weird thing where I'm now more so prioritizing how they're going to respond and it becomes like really exhausting so part of me is like stop asking me if I'm okay but at the same time people asking me if I was okay is one of the main things that like mentally got me through so I appreciated them reaching out but I almost just want people to reach out and not ask me if I'm doing okay but just reach out and say hope you are good <laughs> like I am a leader within um, the business I worked for reached out and did that impeccably very genuine message being like, hey, you know, hope you're okay. Reach out if you need to. No pressure. And I was like, oh, perfection. Because I was like, thanks. Appreciate it. Reached out back. But I didn't feel like there had to be this like 
ping pong match of like niceties and again no critique for anyone I actually haven't had a bad version of someone reaching out so if you're listening to this and you're like what the hell I reached out then I promise you I was very appreciated um but it is just always a fear I have um but you know that's probably something for therapy and not something for Spotify so we're learning the difference between those two things (laughs) um do you know what I have so what have we unpacked about myself so far We've unpacked the fact that I, even if I won Lotto, would show up to a job and work within a structure and, you know, I really appreciate elements, positive elements of quote-unquote hustle culture. Uh, we've learned that I'm absolutely obsessed with BTS and if you think that that obsession has done anything other than multiply tenfold in the past eight days, then you're incorrect. Um, I would go so far as to say... I think I have no choice, but I just, if I'm not marrying Arum, then I'm not marrying anyone. And the reality is, is that I'm not marrying the leader of the biggest boy band in the world. So, you know, this is my, ex- ex- no, I can't say that on landscape puddle night, because then, oh, God, see, there's so many things to consider when you're into all this spiritual business. But I was, you know, born into it, I suppose you could say in my blood the Maori people have a lot of spiritual beliefs um so don't at me but hmm, how can I rephrase it so it's not manifesting anything um poorly the person that I will marry will likely not be RM from BTS (laughs) um but he will be just so much more listen to me trying to convince myself that anyone lives up to RM from BTS but alas um, put that onto the universe good vibes <coughs> future husband's gonna be an absolute 10 hilarious smart um, and a bit of a fucking nerd and that's the vibe Okay, so now that we've um, done that, what was I saying? Uh, Oh yeah, so those are some of the different things, some of the different faces we've learned about myself. Let me tell you what I do on Sunday mornings and Sunday middays and basically any time on Sunday. It's become a real Sunday ritual. I will find different cities around the world and I will do virtual walking tours of them. And the irony of me sitting on the couch watching other people walk around the city is not lost on me. But I am fascinated. Like, for someone who has issues with paying attention. (sighs) I say as I yawn. I'm not cutting that out because it's too much hassle. Um, But as someone who has issues with, like, attention, the fact that I can watch a 40-minute completely silent other than like some slight ambience noise of people in the streets or whatever video of someone just riding their bike around Singapore is wild and I have I've now watched three or four of those from this one creator so there's like Singapore at sunrise Singapore at sunset Singapore like day tour um and a couple of other ones by different creators and I'm like fuck it do I just 
up and leave to Singapore. So that's one of the things to unpack. But I'm really, really obsessed with that. And I've done a similar thing with New York walking tours. I've mapped out New York. I'm pretty confident that if I got dropped in the middle of Singapore now, I could find my way to wherever I needed to. Um, I went back and watched an episode of um, Singapore Social, which is a Singaporean reality TV show, which I watched on Netflix like maybe a couple of years ago. And now it has more context. So I watched it and mentally I was like, I've been here, I've been here, but I haven't been there. I've just watched walking tours. So, you know, it's kind of the same thing. Um, by kind of the same thing, I mean, it's very different and it's a little bit sadder to an external perspective, but I am having a fucking fantastic time. Uh, so I've been doing that and then I think I've also seen every single apartment block in New York um, and at least half of the apartment blocks in Singapore because part of me has thought do I again want to up and leave to Singapore uh, look I'm a New York gal have never been <laughs> but I love watching movies about New York movies with New York just in the setting I love looking at the streets I love the vibe like I love the chaos I love just the idea of New York just absolutely fits what my soul wants. So I've watched a lot of walking tours of there. Again, pretty much every apartment tour. I've wanted to live in New York since I was an absolute fetus. Um, so, you know, that's always been exciting. But very recently I've also thought... Oh, there goes my speaker. That's just turning off. Very recently I've also thought, like, what about Singapore? You know, you're in Asia you've got kind of that like gateway from a language perspective and a travel perspective to an extent it's a huge city it's incredibly clean it's just you know primarily English speaking but really easy opportunities to learn and use other languages um yeah that's kind of taken my fancy a little bit and all of this has just come around from my virtual walking tour Sundays. So, you know, get yourself a hobby like that. But something really interesting, I suppose, has happened in that respect, where I've come to, not to blows, but I've really had to grapple with the fact that a lot of my friends don't enjoy, I'm not going to say don't appreciate, but I am definitely going to say don't necessarily enjoy things that I enjoy and I think that's a very polarizing feeling is when you know you want to say hey look I like this thing to a friend and their first reaction is I don't and then you've got to weigh up it's like okay well I don't feel like this is an issue with the friend so what is it like is this just how things are because if someone if a friend of mine says I really like this thing I feel like I always try to give it the time of day but you know, the more I think about it and realise it, I have friends that love Star Wars and I've never bothered watching it. I'm almost, like, proud to say that I never watched or gave a shit about The Simpsons. And then I really have to start evaluating, like, am I actually even the friend that I would like? I mean, I definitely try to be, but it's a really good self-check-in because I'm like, you know, your gal's almost 30 now. I can't go around burning bridges just because it isn't something that immediately takes my fancy about something that one of my friends says. Hmm. So a lot of realisations happening here. A lot of things going on. Um, I'm thinking that for the next episode, I might again get a guest on. I think I said this last episode, but 
the idea of inviting someone else on to talk about this this week was just too much, you know. Um, but yeah, thinking I might get someone on here next week just to see what their life or lives is slash are. Hmm. What do we think? Oh, another thing I should say, and I think this is only if you go through the Anchor app, and I know that it's not as um, user-friendly for y'all, but if you do find me on Anchor, then you can send me voice messages, and I can include them into the podcast, which is going to be super, super nice and fun and easy. Um... Just a quick little pause there. Um, so there's a couple of ways, and let's just see where my brain decides to take this. Um, one of the things I thought we could discuss is my thoughts on all things spiritual. You know, I've already made reference multiple times now to the fact that I genuinely believe that there is some gate in the stars which opens on the eighth of the eighth, which helps you get things you want. So it's probably best that I address that for any of my corporate buddies listening to this going, well, sorry, she does what now? Um, but then... Oh, what was the other thing that I was going to talk about? Well, actually, this might have just solved it if I've completely fucking forgotten. Hmm. Hmm. Okay. Look, I guess that's my brain's way of being like, nope, there are no two options. There is just this one option. Let's talk about spiritual shit. Um, first of all, wouldn't recommend people calling it spiritual shit as a general rule of thumb um but what am I talking about I am talking about astrology I am talking about crystals I am talking about tarot cards I'm talking about oracle cards I'm talking about incense I'm talking about cleansing smokes I am talking about runes um I'm talking about candlework I'm talking about quote-unquote potions I am talking about moon water I'm talking about the moon cycles um look if the question is, do I believe in that stuff? And if I have to answer incredibly simply, I'm going to say yes. But there's a lot of things around that, I suppose. I, look, I call myself an intuitive skeptic. And the reason why I call myself that is because, do I believe that people sometimes have the ability to tap into intuition and know that some things are going to happen before they do um, and also maybe know about other people's personal circumstances or whatnot you know before being explicitly told um, do I think that there are things which can affect our like energy and as a result affect you know how we live out our lives absolutely um, however do I think that all of this makes a very you know, it, there's a lot of opportunity for people to get taken advantage and for people to take advantage of others through claiming to have some kind of special connection to all of these things. I also absolutely believe that. So, yeah, I call myself an intuitive skeptic because I definitely trust my intuition um, and make sure that it kind of guides me in everything that I do. But at the same time, I'm aware that... Not all that glitters is gold. Uh, and I try and check myself and try tie things into quote-unquote reality as much as I can. Um, 
so all that to be said, when I talk about I am intuitive, one of the questions that I get often, whether it's as a complete piss take joke or whether it's like a genuine question, is are you psychic? And the answer is no. <laughs> um, I I have tarot cards, I have oracle cards, I do readings for both of them, um, but, and I trust those readings, um, and yes, I do do them for other people, and I have done paid work for other people as well, um, but I don't practice with them or work with them enough to say that um, they've improved any specific like, psychic <laughs> ability. Um, so, no, I am not a psychic. Um, however, I do have very strong um, intuition. And even by friends who may not know that I like practice or like work with these things, um, they will say like your intuition is like on point or it's freaky or whatnot to the point where I used to get brought in um in a place I worked I used to get brought into interviews by my boss just because he knew like I'd been pretty good with picking um the types of people I suppose that we were bringing into the organization and kind of flagging it two or three months before whatever I had flagged became reality so I ended up getting brought into um, interviews which is really really interesting I was never the deciding factor just to clarify um but I think it served as like a an interesting soundboard for any of the people that were in that meeting um so one of the things that I find really interesting and one of the things that I still like I myself have to check into because like I believe all these things about manifesting and I believe you know energy and I believe um like all of these different things but at the same time I have a really hard time with anything that which I can't understand or see its basis in reality um and so it's kind of reassuring that I still have a lot of these beliefs like one of the ones which is just in my eyes so steadfast is the idea of astrology not horoscopes, because saying horoscopes is astrology is like saying, um, I don't know, it's like saying that a 20-year-old skateboard is a Tesla. Like, yeah, it's got four wheels, <laughs> but it's kind of, and yeah, it gets you from one place to another, but like, barely and also it's just a completely different thing um so do I believe in horoscopes no pretty much no um there are some exceptions in quotation marks um where I believe more like in daily affirmations or things based off someone's um, astrological chart um but I don't think that anyone can just see your sun sign and say, cool, this is the universal experience for everyone that was born within the stretch of, like, 30-odd days. Um, so horoscopes, no. But astrology, yes. And I'm by absolutely no means an astrology whiz at all. I know my 
big three um google big three astrology if you're not sure what that means i know my big three and i they can make complete and wholehearted sense to me um but more generally speaking about astrology the reason why i'm like yes there are similar traits with people born at different times regardless of you know where the stars are or whatnot i'm just thinking about people born at any time of the year go through you know series of very similar experiences yes of course based on where they were born but for example and this is complete like hypothetical i've not looked into this example but you might find that people that are born early january um no or let's yeah early january um every time they went to go have a birthday party all of their friends were away on holiday and so they never got to have that big like birthday celebration with everyone and people kind of mushed their birthdays and Christmas together right bear with me so because they've had that experience they might be a bit more possessive over things that they can own because so much of their stuff they have either had to not celebrate because no one's available or they have to share like Christmas so they might be more possessive over things like that and again this is one example but if you take that as like a universal trait of anyone around the world born in a certain time of year then there's a likelihood that they've experienced very very similar things just based on when they were born so even before we start looking at what is the influence of the constellations when they were born where the moon was and the sun was etc you can start to see how there are similarities in people born at different times of the years and you can like well you can tell me but I yeah the accuracy the levels once you start going into all of the different houses where all the different planets are um I'm yet to come across anyone who has gone through that process regardless of whether or not they started as a skeptic that is left skeptical because it kind of paints out your entire life so <laughs> astrology yes love it um we'll say so happily and saying that yes I still say like fun shit like I will always talk about Leo men because for my entire life Leo men have just been such a theme um I'll always joke about you know um Taurus because you know, my best friend's a Taurus, my mum's a Taurus, my nan is a Taurus, my cousin's a Taurus, like, so many, oh, just Taurus people everywhere, so, like, I'll always have jokes about Taurus, um, you know, I'll always know that I will get along quickly, um, with a Gemini, for example, like, I'll say things like, oh, yeah, such a Libra, such a Sag, such a Scorpio, blah, blah, blah. But at the same time, like, those are very much, I would say, like, joking comments. Like, if I ever say something like that, I am 1,000% open and prepared to being incorrect. Um, because there's just so much more to it. But yeah, I love it. I fuck with it. I enjoy astrology, for sure. Um, what is another aspect Oh, um, I'll quickly touch on tarot and oracle cards. So, in a nutshell, <coughs> um, oracle or angel cards 
um, are pretty much always the same thing and you can think of them as like affirmation cards they basically are cards that have no one set theme or idea they can be made up of as many cards as, as you want or as few um, but you know I've got ones about the moon I've got ones about vegetables I've got ones about space got ones about animals i've got ones about ancient ancestors oracle cards are just made up of all of these different kinds of cards and different like affirmations and things and you pull them and they give you an idea of different themes in your life etc when we start talking about tarot it's a lot more specific so tarot has suits um the traditional suits are like your pentacles your wands your swords slash knives and your um oh my god my brain just went blank and your cups um and so you know they've got a king of a king of swords a queen of swords a page of swords a knight of swords don't mind me i'm just finding hiccups here um so you know they've got suits like that now some <laughs> especially more modern tarot will switch it up so instead of saying like it's um pentacles they might say like it's a 12 of gold or whatnot um but the sentiment always remains that you've got the four kind of different energies uh, on top of that you've got some other so it's split into major and minor arcana the minor arcana are the ones which are split up into suits so very similar to like a deck of cards which is why you actually can do tarot readings with deck of cards um and there's a lot of not mythology but there's a lot of um study around a deck of playing cards and kind of their impact in the spiritual world etc so that's kind of interesting if you want to look into it i haven't really but just throwing that out there um so yeah that's the minor arcana and the major arcana are cards which to be honest a lot of them are famous in like popular um like pop culture like you've got the tower the hermit the sun wheel of fortune the fool um the high priestess you've got you've just got a um whole slew of cards which kind of have this like overall meaning and often um like when those are present in a reading they kind of guide what the reading is about but anyway i have a lot of respect for tarot for a lot of years i was um i would say anxious <laughs> to get a tarot deck i didn't quite understand it i knew there was a lot of law like you shouldn't buy your own you should only get gifted one but i did a bit more and more research and i started to feel really comfortable and then i got my first tarot deck which i have now passed on to a friend which is quite cool um but yeah i started to feel very comfortable but i <laughs> Look, one thing, one of the faces which might surprise y'all is that um, if you came over and came into my room and saw how I store my Oracle and Tarot decks, um, very tidy, I try to keep them, you know, spick and span and organized really well. Um, but I do, I suppose, I have respect for all of my decks, but you will notice that there's like a little bit of extra care, which I suppose goes in with my Tarot Um decks even if it's not care you know and like shining them up or doing anything specifically different like I kind of think about where they are and make sure that they're looked after a little bit better um but again I look after all of my cards well but 
yeah, I just do that just because there's so much history in Tarot, and regardless of what your beliefs are in that area, I very much respect my um, Tarot deck. So that's something fun and interesting. But, yeah, that's fun. I don't do readings for myself as often as I nearly should. Um, like, very, very rarely now. Not even, like, once a month, I'd say, <laughs> at the moment. Um... Yeah, there's that interest. Um, and then my question about crystals. Do I think crystals work? Well, it's hard to say what like work means. But the one thing that I... <coughs> I like crystals because they make me feel good. Whether it's placebo or not. And some of them it might be. But having crystals helps to like calm me. So the effects that I feel are very physical. Even if they are, again, stemmed from placebo. <coughs> but I really enjoy crystals and there are ones which have different temperatures and different kind of like vibes or that I'll be drawn to depending on different situations which I love um do I charge them look I have done but I am when I tell you how lazy I am with looking after any of my spiritual stuff like there are no big practices there are no like rituals going on or anything it's just I like the stuff, so I hang on to it, and I look after it. Um, so that's, yeah, that's the tea with crystals. Um, but one of the things I do like to remind people with is, like, when you're gra- like grappling with the idea of a crystal having energy, or, like, how does it work, I like to try and think of it in my very pseudo way, more as science than as magic. Like, we already know that magnets and like magnetize things which can again occur naturally you can actually see their energetic field because it pulls things together and it makes things connect and like you can see that you can't see that with all crystals but just even knowing that it's possible with magnets um has to kind of break some of that idea that if you can't see it it's not real like part of that part of those two things can't exist in the same world um and then when you start looking at like the very loose idea of like quantum physics which I'll tell you right now I don't look into I haven't looked into so when I say the loose idea I'm talking like the loose 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 loosest idea or concept um is that everything is essentially made up of, like, the same thing, or the same stuff. The only real difference is is how the atoms or whatnot within it kind of vibrate and move and change, and that kind of determines whether or not it's a wall or a piece of fruit (laughs) Um, or, you know, a solid or a gas or anything like that. So you can imagine that something which has been created often in the ground after being compressed for millions of years and then vibrates in a way that it looks or acts like one thing instead of another. You can understand how people then think that that energy or those vibrations continue outside of that one piece of stone or jewel. 
you know, it's not a stretch to imagine, I suppose, is the best way to say it. So I love crystals primarily because they look stunning. I love to collect them. It satisfies my, like, magpie syndrome. I love them, and, yeah, it just makes me feel, like, a bit chill um, when I'm around them. However, I appreciate the very you know spiritual practice and appeal of them and there are some that I take more seriously for that than others so for example black tourmaline which is like a cleanser and protector kind of all rolled into one I always keep some of that around my like tarot decks and stuff um rose quartz obviously love calmness self-care um I hang on to that as much as I can um, selenite, again, another, like, really cleansing one that I like to keep around, but, yeah, I definitely wouldn't say I'm, like, dogmatic about it, but I enjoy them. So that's good. Um, what else? I mean, that's kind of the main thing with the spiritual thing, like, it's really not that deep. One of the reasons why I don't often talk about it, I would say, again, why it's one of the many faces, um, is because... I think as soon as you start to mention it, there's a lot of thoughts that, oh, you must be a quote-unquote, like, crazy hippie, or you must be out the gate, or you must not have, you know, must not be in touch with reality. Or sometimes, which is more concerning, is people, like, hearing part of it and getting almost too enthusiastic on your behalf and being like, oh, yes, you know, and there's real magic, and yes, there are unicorns everywhere, and yes, you know, like, there's this curse, and... It's like, mm, no. I feel like I'm disappointing those people because I'm not on that vibe and that's not how these things are for me. Like, I look at them very, very practically. I think a lot of people would be almost bored with how I talk about and think about, <laughs> you know, tarot crystals and stuff because it's not as uh, spookadooky as I think some people would love. Um, but at the same time, I also know that there are some people that think it's too much. Like, you know, I've even had friends that say that they will not touch tarot because it's, you know, scary for them and I'd never force them to change an opinion and I'd never do, you know, a reading for them if they weren't comfortable or anything like that. So it's just all each to their own. And at the same time, you know, I have these um, spiritual tools that I like um, and use sometimes, but again, very, very rarely. Um, but I also, you know have a certificate in financial advice so like <laughs> and those two things exist completely separately to one another I'm not pulling either thing into either world so that's just one of the many examples of us having many many different faces so with that all being said and done I might wrap up what has been again I think the loudest um, and most noise chaotic podcast that I've probably ever done um and say that I've loved having you here to hang out and chill with me and as I said I might get a guest on the next one if you want to be a guest just let me know you could seriously be like Joe Bob from down the street or you could be Beyonce um I would value talking to you uh as much as the other so let me know if you want to be part of this. Uh, but in the interim, I'm going to leave you to it. I'm going to go probably watch 
some BTS videos because I'm almost 30 and that's my prerogative and then I'm going to go to sleep because I've got work tomorrow. But hope you all take care, stay safe and I will see y'all next episode. Bye.